الحمد للہ الحمد للہ those who have iman Allah Ta'ala is posing a question to us that has the time not yet come for the believers alam ya'anilil ladhina amanu an takhsha'a qulubuhum lidhikrillah that their hearts become humbled for the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala wa ma nazala min al-haqq and for that which Allah Ta'ala has revealed, the truth that Allah Ta'ala has revealed, the Qur'an Sharif. Now regarding this ayat of the Qur'an Sharif, we have discussed issues previously. This ayat is not a question that is being posed to us because an answer is being required that what would be our answer do we have the right answer or what kind of answer we might give this question is a message and it is also a warning it is a message that do not keep continuing in a heedless manner do not continue recklessly because then it can become very very problematic you could end up getting in a very difficult situation where the tawfiq and the ability to do good could get snatched away And then it becomes an extremely difficult matter for a person to get back, back on track. So Allah Ta'ala is saying, أَلَمْ يَأْنِ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَن تَخْشَعَ قُلُوبُهُمْ لِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ There has the time not yet come for the believers. This is not addressed to people without Iman. It's addressed to people with Iman. Believers. So now believers, believers who are already believing in Allah Ta'ala, and Allah Ta'ala is saying that there has a time not yet come for them to become humble for the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala. So the believers are being addressed in which regard? So mashallah, there are those believers, those servants of Allah Ta'ala, those true slaves of Allah Ta'ala, who are completely subservient and obedient to Allah Ta'ala. They have submitted themselves in every regard 
physically, mentally, emotionally, their heart and soul, they have submitted to Allah wa ta'ala. And they are all the time trying to do that which pleases Allah ta'ala. And if somewhere there's some slip up, some mistake, they become extremely restless. And then they turn in sincere repentance to Allah ta'ala. So this is the one category of people who are, mashallah, very, very subservient, very obedient. But then, unfortunately, we find people like ourselves, where, while on the one hand, we are very greatly blessed that Allah has given us this greatest wealth of Iman, but we don't fully submit ourselves to Allah so the Iman, mashallah, is there and this is the greatest ni'mat and bounty that Allah has blessed us with. But the dictates of the Iman are not being fulfilled. What the Iman demands from us, that is not being fulfilled. That is lacking to some extent. So Allah is addressing people like us who has been, people who have been blessed with Iman, but in something or the other, they are behind. Allah is saying, has the time not yet come? Now this is an address filled with a lot of affection. When a person has to correct somebody who is very close, but he has to also now some kind of light reprimand. So, the reprimand will be there, but it will be filled with affection. But this is the kind of context in which we have to understand this. Allah out of His love for His servants, for His believing servants, but despite having blessed them with that iman, they have strayed a bit. Allah is calling them back. Allah is saying, Alam amanu an that oh those servants of Allah Ta'ala, who Allah is blessed with Iman, but those servants who are caught up in some other sins as well. Oh those servants of Allah Ta'ala, who are still looking at haram, has the time not yet come to stop that haram and look at, stop looking at that haram? Oh those servants of Allah Ta'ala, who are still chatting haram, their fingers are typing haram messages, they are on haram Contacts, they have haram contacts on their phones and social media and whatever. So Allah is saying, has the time not yet come for those on this haram contacts to break this off now, to stop this, to come back to Allah Ta'ala? There are those who are, despite the iman in their hearts, they are listening to music. Allah is saying, All those who have been given this wealth of iman, but now you're still involved in listening to this music. Has the time not yet come now to stop this, to turn to Allah Ta'ala? There are those who are shirking with regards to their various aspects of ibadat. They're not performing the salah correctly. They're sometimes ducking and diving. Sometimes they're just making a show of it, but they're not performing the salah in reality. Such an important obligation of deen, the most important fundamental aspect of Islam, after Iman, the first thing is Salah, and that is being taken like a by-the-way thing, 
Sometimes it's made in time, sometimes it's must. Sometimes it's time to perform the salah, but it's done in such a haphazard manner. In the Hadith Sharif it is reported that when the person performs the salah in a haphazard way, doesn't fulfill the etiquette of the salah properly, doesn't pay attention to doing what's supposed to be done, and in a very haphazard and a rushed manner, then that salah gets thrown, it barely rises above the head of the person, and then gets flung back like a dirty rag. And that salah then curses the person. May Allah Ta'ala destroy you just as you have destroyed me. Now can we imagine somebody's salah is cursing him? So now a person who has iman but is shirking in the salah, not performing the salah properly. So Allah Ta'ala is saying, Oh you who have this wealth of iman, my believing servants, has the time not yet come for you to now start performing your salah correctly? For you to start becoming conscious about your salah, to be very, very uh, conscious and alert that now is the time for salah. I cannot delay it. I should perform it in good time, perform it properly, make wuzu properly, perform the salah well. Has the time not yet come? Now this this manner of expression, alam amanu. It is really a very, very deep manner of addressing someone. It is as if, now among humans, when this would be the manner of expression, Allah Ta'ala is addressing His servants, but between people, when people address one another, has a time not yet come to do this, then this is not the first time that somebody will say it. He has probably advised somebody once, twice, ten times, or he has given so much of help to the person to now make the U-turn, whatever else, whatever the situation might be, there's so much of effort that has already gone into the whole situation. And after all that, now the person who is being assisted, who is being guided, who is being helped, who is being taught, and over so much of time all this is happening, now eventually somebody says, but has the time not yet come? Is it not now enough now that you should stop doing all these things that you are repeatedly doing and how many times you have been advised has the time not yet come now to come back or somebody is now showing so much of favors to the person trying to be so good to him trying to be so good to the friend to the family person whoever she might be and now repeatedly this is being done and that person is still showing a negative attitude still being very very negative about things eventually see has the time not yet come now that we should move forward in this how long now I've been trying to do what I've been doing that's the time when this sentence comes up is it not yet time has the time not yet come Allah Ta'ala is also knocking on the door of our hearts has the time not yet come that this is a knock on the door of the heart that Allah Ta'ala has on the one side showered so many favors upon us unlimited favors repeatedly showered his bounties and countless bounties now after so many favors countless bounties from Allah Taala, has the time not yet come now to turn to Allah Ta'ala in reality to turn to Allah Ta'ala heart and soul to become truly conscious of Allah Ta'ala, to give up all the haram has the time not yet come 
after all these ni'mats and bounties, countless bounties, throughout all these challenges that we passed in the recent months, how many people were in such desperate situations? Whole day went past, they didn't have a morsel to eat. How many people? Many, many people. Whole day went past, they didn't have a morsel to eat. There were thousands of people like this. Many people were going around and helping, mashallah, giving out food hampers and food parcels to many communities. So when finally they got there for the first time, it was after, now suddenly everything happened, so now by the time people realized where the needs are, got organized, many people had passed sometimes days, and they were just barely managing to just pinch something here and there, meaning just try and get something to eat from here and there. So when people finally got to them, they realized these people were in a state of starvation. Now, there were so many people in such a desperate situation, but if we think about our situation, how much Allah Ta'ala blessed us, that despite the challenges of the time, Allah Ta'ala kept us with so much of afiyat. Now, after all these bounties and ni'mats also, so the greatest ni'mat is of Iman, of Islam, of Deen, of being able to study Deen, and so many other things in this regard, and then all the material bounties and benefits. So now, what is the shukr for this? So Allah Ta'ala is saying, Alam amanu. Has the time not yet come for us to make the U-turn, to come back to Allah Ta'ala? Now this is that point that we have to stop and reflect at. When a person is asked, has the time not yet come, what is he supposed to do? He's supposed to think now, that now so much of time has gone, now the time has come. So where am I? What am I up to? What kind of a person am I? This thinking of what kind of a person am I, this is an extremely important aspect. This is also a part of muraqaba, of meditating and reflecting upon oneself. We should try and give some time daily to this. Even if that some time is two to three minutes, Maybe sometime of the day in the class perhaps the Baldima might some Baldima might give us the two minutes to surround and just reflect upon ourselves. How to reflect upon ourselves? At some stage or the other in our lives already, despite some of us being very young still, but we might have reprimanded somebody. This unfortunately often happens even where it shouldn't happen. And there are occasions where it should happen too. But despite the fact that many occasions don't warrant it, but we all have done it some way or the other, reprimanded somebody and over, went overboard to and crossed the line and for reasons that were not valid and justified to, we've done all this. Illa mashallah, Allah Ta'ala has protected somebody. Otherwise, generally, we all have fallen into this some way or the other. Now when we, people say we lost it, you know, I just lost it. So we often lost it on others. Now the time is to reflect upon ourselves. So now when we lost it with regards to somebody else, then we really took the person to task. What's your problem? Now just imagine ourselves reprimanding somebody. How we'll go about it? Now what's your problem in life? And you got no brains 
and don't you have any shame and don't you have any consciousness and you're a really very very strange person can't even imagine what to tell you and you know you just don't have any understanding this is common sense that now you know I was dealing with you in such a nice way and you would always be acting so negative now just imagine all these things we'll tell somebody they are just examples now just depends what the situation is accordingly now we'll say some things but now how we'll say it and sometimes some people mashallah they have such a way of saying it that by the time they finish saying it that person is already shredded to pieces now for others, when it came to reprimanding others, we just lost it. But have we lost it over a, not that we should do anything, that's just to use the word, meaning to we become upset about our own condition. Have we felt upset over our own condition? Felt upset about ourselves? So now when we will take the time to reflect upon our own condition, on a daily basis, two, three minutes. Not two, three minutes, one, one, one and a half minute too, for a start. To reflect upon our own condition and then to reprimand oneself. That you are here so long in a place of deen and you are learning so much about deen every day. So many times you are listening to the name of Allah Ta'ala. So many times you are listening about Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So many Masail of Deen you are uh, learning all the time. All these things are happening and all these things you have been given so many opportunities for and your life is still carrying on like this. You are still getting involved in so many vices and sins. You are still looking at wrong things. You are still chatting to people who you shouldn't be having any contact with. You are still engaging yourselves in conversations with non-Maharams. Now, like a person will reprimand a child that has misbehaved and has misbehaved repeatedly and now the person is really irritated, really upset. So how will go about reprimanding the child? Now the issue is to turn the whole thing towards oneself, within oneself, towards oneself. And to chastise one's nafs, to reprimand oneself. Have you no shame? Where is your shame? Allah Ta'ala granted you Iman, Allah Ta'ala blessed you with the beautiful way of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and you want to take the way of the West? You want to dress up like them? Where is your shame? Do you have any shame left? Ask ourselves. Reprimand ourselves. Nobody else will have the guts perhaps sometimes to tell us that. Nobody will talk to us in that fashion. They shouldn't also. It's now only somebody has that authority over the children and something else. They'll talk to them like that. Otherwise, nobody should talk to anybody else in that tone. But we should talk to ourselves in that tone. Have you no shame? Where is your haya? How are you going to stand in front of Rasulullah on the day of Qiyamah? You are going to be wanting his shafa'at and intercession. And when that is going to be now presented in your book of deeds, that there was no difference in how the Yahud and Nasara the Yehudiyas and those, the women of the Nasara dressed and how this Ummati of Rasulullah dressed. So what a pain it will be to his Mubarak heart. How am I going to face him on that, on that day? Ask ourselves that question. Reflect within ourselves. 
I eat Allah Ta'ala's ni'mats all the time from the morning and the whole day Allah Ta'ala's countless bounties I take benefit from. But now then when the time of Salah comes, the whole day I'm benefiting from all these countless bounties and five times a day the Salah I can't perform. It'll take 10 minutes, 12 minutes each time, 15 minutes at the most to perform the Salah in a nice manner without rushing it, 15-20 minutes at the very most without rushing it, being calm, doing everything properly. Allah Ta'ala bless me with everything and I can't even do so much. What's wrong with me? When am I going to sort myself out? When am I going to come right? Ask ourselves these questions. Now just as we are sometimes very quick to reprimand others, on the turn, we will reprimand others and dare they try to say something in response to defend themselves, they will catch it even more. So now we do this to others, the time has come to now turn the direction towards ourselves. And now this is what this ayat of the Quran Sharif is taking our minds and hearts to. To ask ourselves this question. أَلَمْ يَأْنِ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَن تَخْشَعَ قُلُوبُهُمْ لِذِكْرِ اللَّهِ Has the time not yet come for the believers to become humble for the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala? The remembrance of Allah Ta'ala, the essence of it is itaat, obedience. So to come, to become humble and come into the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. This is the knock on the heart. There was a very great personality, we discussed his incident also, but this is all muzakara, it's something to keep reminding ourselves of. Fuzayl bin Ayyaz rahimahullah, his life was to keep robbing and cheating and <coughs> one day while he was on this mission of going to rob and cheat, he came to one house and then he suddenly heard some sound. And when he heard the sound, he paid attention. When he paid attention, somebody was reciting the Quran Sharif. And when he heard, it was this ayat of the Quran Sharif that was being recited. Alam amanu an Has the time not yet come for the believers that their hearts should become humble for the remembrance of Allah Ta'ala and for the truth and the Quran Sharif that Allah Ta'ala has revealed? So when he heard this, when a person has some sincere search in the heart, talab, now his life, can you imagine what he was going for? What was his mission? What was the purpose of his coming to this house? It was to come and rob, to come and commit this major crime. Such a major crime that if a person gets caught stealing something of that value, beyond the nisab value of what, what the specific nisab of stealing is 10 dirhams so then the punishment would be that his hand will be cut this is the punishment in dunya this is the punishment because it's such a severe crime, such a severe sin it shows how much Allah Ta'ala detests this sin that in the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala gives this command وَالسَّارِقُ وَالسَّارِقَةُ فَاقْتَعُوا أَيْدِيَهُمَا that the thief cut their hand. There's details what will be the category of theft, etc. But then the command comes, cut their hand. Now the Quran Sharif is the word of Allah Ta'ala. And we will wholeheartedly submit to Allah Ta'ala's word. Now we are living in a country where there is no Islamic rule. So obviously we cannot apply this here. But where there is Islamic rule, then this is to be applied. Because this is for the Qazi, 
for to make the judgment and pass the judgment that this person now has been found guilty of theft and this person's hand must be cut off because the conditions that are applicable to that have been found. Now, in an Islamic state where the rule of the Quran and Sunnah is being fulfilled, then this is what will happen. So what we understand from this is that how severe this is, how major this crime is, stealing, very severe crime. Now Fuzail bin Ayaz rahimahullah, he was on this mission to come and steal. So what a major, what a major crime he was coming for. But what we are saying is, when a person has some sincere talab, he's sincerely searching in his heart, and there is remorse and regret over what wrongs he's doing. He's caught up in something, unfortunately. He's caught up in some vice, some sin, but he's not happy about it. He is not feeling very great about it. That well, see how I can go about it, and who's going to stop me, and who's going to catch me? I'm too smart. No, he's feeling hurt, something that, you know, I'm not doing what is right. I'm doing something wrong. I should not be doing this. Now he's stuck in that because of his nafsaniyat, because of whatever else. But he's feeling very hurt about it within himself. He's doing the wrong. At that moment he gets caught up. Then he feels hurt about it. He feels regretful, remorseful. And he's sincerely searching. When that becomes the condition of the heart, Allah Ta'ala opens the way. Then something will then become the means of the hidayat of that person. And in sometimes some miraculous ways, things will become the means of his inspiration. And it will open the doors of hidayat for him. Now that is what we need to check within our heart. We are all weak. We all have our faults. We all have our weaknesses. We have our deficiencies. We all make mistakes. We all fall Nobody can have any claim to be better than the other. But now we need to look in our hearts and see, is this remorse there? Is that sincere talab there? When there is this remorse and the sincere talab, then Allah Ta'ala will open the way. There will be something that will come up, something or the other. And that will become the means of the person turning around. So many incidents are there of very, very great personalities who were prior to that in a very different life, very different kind of lifestyle, far away from Allah Ta'ala, very deeply in vices and sins. And then something became the means of their complete turnaround overnight. So, there was something in their hearts that opened it out. So, we need to create this. Now, in any case, he heard this so he would have been a person also, there was some, definitely some search in his heart, that talab was there, that remorse and regret over what he was doing was there. When he heard this, this really knocked at his heart. It really knocked at his heart, and the question was, Alam Has a time not yet come for the hearts of the believers to become humbled before Allah Ta'ala? He immediately responded. He responded and he said, Bala ya Rabbi qad'an. Bala ya Rabbi qad'an. Indeed, O oh my Rabb, the time has come. Indeed, O oh my Rabb, the time has come. He then made a U-turn. He left all his wrong ways, made amends for the past, fulfilled the rights of people, and then dedicated himself to Allah wa Ta'ala 
to the worship of Allah Ta'ala, to uh, the knowledge of deen, he became a very great muhaddis, very great scholar, and among the imamul awliya of the time, among the greatest of the awliya of the time. And centuries have passed, but his name is still taken with such respect. So what he responded to, what became the turning point, he responded to this ayat. This ayat asked him a question. That has the time not yet come? He repeated, Bala ya Rabbi qad'an, indeed my Rabb, the time has come. The time has come. And he then took the step in the right direction. And he made the effort. And Allah Ta'ala took him to such heights that centuries upon centuries have passed and people still hold him in such high esteem and regard him as among the greatest of the awliya. So now we have to ask ourselves these questions. Now again, coming back to the point, that when a person has this remorse, this regret in the heart, person is caught up in some wrongs, but there's some remorse, there's regret, and there's some search, there's some sincere search, I need to find a way out of this, I need to come out of it, I cannot continue like this, this is wrong, I must stop it. Now the person is saying it's wrong, I must stop it, but he's still caught up in it. Now how will this remorse and regret truly come? It will come when a person starts off with this reflection, this muraqaba, giving time to reflect, sitting down and reflecting. And not just in a uh, ad hoc manner, one day we did it, and ten days we didn't do it, and three days we did it, and five days didn't do it. No, in a dedicated manner. When a person has some ailment and the doctor prescribes some antibiotics, so he says, well, this is a 10-day course, three times a day. So the patient says, well, 10-day course, okay, but if I take it one day every week over 10 weeks, I'll take today, and then next week again, Wednesday, I'll take Tuesday, and then the following week, so over 10, so it's 10-day course, so I'm taking it over 10 days, but I'll take it one day per week. You can carry on for 10 years also. That's not going to help you really. There must be consistency. It must be taken 10 days in a row. And then every day, roughly the same time, 8 hours apart, and now 10 days. So now the hope is there that inshallah, with the fazl of Allah Ta'ala, this will do its job. And uh, that whatever it needs to address and treat, it will get treated. So now we need to create a system to do this regularly, daily. And when daily this will be done, that a person is sitting and thinking about what my problems are. What the, what's wrong with you? How can you have this kind of akhlaq? Now this is the kind of, kind of talk we should have with ourselves. This is the kind of talk we should have with ourselves. That this is the kind of akhlaq you have? You just talk anyhow like this? You talk to your parents anyhow? If somebody else has to tell us this, we normally will take offense. Who are you to tell me? That will be our immediate response. Well, whoever that person is to tell us, he is doing us a big favor. But now we are not prepared to listen to him tell us. So we don't want to listen to him tell us this. We have to tell it to ourselves. And when we start telling it to ourselves, we will see over time, inshallah, if we are consistent in it. We are doing it daily. Initially, three times a day, five times a day, one one minute at a time. Then, even if it happens once a day after a while, once a day also, two minutes, three minutes, sitting down and reflecting. And then 
admonishing ourselves, scolding ourselves, reprimanding ourselves. What's wrong with you? How can you talk like this? Your parents? But then the next will say, yeah, but then you see my parents also, you see how they treat me. Then you're reprimanding yourself that have you realized that what are the rights of parents? Do you remember that Allah Ta'ala said in the Quran Sharif, Wala taqullahuma uf? Don't even say uf to them. Have you realized that what is their position and maqam? How are you talking to your muallima? How are you talking to your friends? Where is your problem? How can you talk like this? People who are elder than you, your uncles, your aunts. But have you not any idea about what are the rights of the neighbor? How can you just, you just spoke anyhow to your neighbor and you just made fun of the person. Now whatever wrongs we have done, we know what we have done. So where we have done something wrong, we now sit down and reflect. And we reflect and then we scold ourselves. Now when that scolding will happen one day, two day, if a person has now some personality, some elder who somebody loves, it might be our parent, it might be some aunt, it might be a grandparent, it might be uh, anybody else for that matter, somebody we respect, somebody we have some love for, muhabbat for. If that person reprimands us, then we feel ashamed. If somebody we don't have that regard for, we don't have that respect for, that person starts reprimanding us, that person is still talking, we are already rolling up our sleeves. What you think about yourself? Who you think you are? You want to come and tell me a lot of stories. But now, if that is now, because we think we know too much, or we think we are somebody. So now, because somebody younger than us, somebody who is our uh, contemporary, somebody who we regard as our equal, or even that person must be elder than us too, but we got no respect and regard for the person. So now because of that lack of respect, because of the lack of regard, as soon as that person starts advising us, we already want to start fighting. And we don't pay attention that this person is helping me. So now, that happens in that situation. But if the person is somebody we respect, we have that muhabbat for, that love for, then the least is we are going to feel ashamed somewhere. We are going to feel ashamed. It's something is going to hurt us inside. Hey, my grandfather, my grandmother, oh, that aunt or that uncle, they have so much of time for me, they give me so much of attention, they have so much of love for me, and now I upset them, and I did something which hurt them. Now the person reprimanded me. It really feel very, very difficult and heavy in the heart. Now why? What is the reason? On the one side, somebody is telling us something, we want to fight with the person. And on the other side, somebody is telling us something, the same thing, maybe even more, uh, in a more hard manner, perhaps even sometimes a little bit harsh also. But we are feeling ashamed, we are feeling that, hey, no, no, I shouldn't have done this. How could I? We are feeling hurt about it. The difference is that there is love here. There is muhabbat. That muhabbat is now making the person feel ashamed that somebody who I hold in high regard that who I respect and honor, that person now got hurt, got upset. That person is reprimanding me. Now what is the point to learn from this? That if when we are going to reprimand ourselves, everybody loves themselves. Some people really love themselves, very greatly. See how they stand in front of the mirror and love themselves. The whole day they will keep combing their hair and they will keep trying to make themselves what they are not. They will try to make themselves what they are not. So that they can try and deceive somebody else outside. So, now everybody loves themselves. So now when we will start reprimanding ourselves, because we love ourselves so much, that nafs will start feeling ashamed. 
but we do it dedicatedly in a in a genuine manner, not just like well now okay just by the way, no really feeling like how a person is really upset with somebody else or some child or whoever and is reprimanding them to take this time and reprimand ourselves and then ask ourselves this question: Has the time not yet come? Alam amanu. Has the time not yet come to now become humble in front of Allah Taala and to submit to Him? Now one day, two days, five days, ten days. Sooner or later that door of the heart will open. Every day we're knocking at the heart with this ayat of the Quran Sharif. It'll open. It'll create that remorse and regret. It'll create that concern. It'll create that embarrassment and shame. And when this happens, then inshallah that, that door will open. So therefore we need to also reflect on our situation Reflect on our amal, reflect on our akhlaq, reflect on how we conduct ourselves, reflect on what is the position of our ibadat, our salah, our tilawat, etc. And then reprimand ourselves for our deficiencies and do this daily. And inshallah we'll see what a big difference this will make if this continues in a consistent manner. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala make us all among His special and chosen servants. Allah ta'ala make us among those humble servants of his who are obedient to him and submit to him in all situations wa akhiru da'wana anil hamdulillahi rabbil alameen Allahumma lakal hamdu kulluhu wa lakal shukru kulluhu Allahumma la nuhsithana an alayk anta kama asnayta ala nafsik jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallama bima huwa ahlu rabbana ghalamna anfusana wa illam takhfir lana wa tarhamna lanakunanna minal khasirin rabbi khfir warham واعفو وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم إنك أنت الأعز الأكرم ربنا توفنا مسلمين وألحقنا بالشهداء والصالحين غير خزايا ولا نداما ولا مفتونين اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأبتنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله